Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fabulous Two. Not the Fabulous Three <laughs> and not the voice you guys are used to hearing at the beginning of our podcast because Renee is not with us today. And you want to know why? Blame it on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the rain delay. But in all seriousness, Renee is actually spending time with his mom who is visiting and she is actually visiting from Texas. So she missed all the rain down there in Texas because she's here in California with some bright sunshine. <sighs> Kenny, we have so much to talk about and so little to talk about. <laughs> and I will say this, it just doesn't feel right without Renee. So we will keep it super short. Because I feel like once you all hear this podcast, it'll be time for the next podcast. And again, you can blame that on the rain because as you guys know, it was not a one day delay of the race. It wasn't a two day delay of the race. It was a three day. Well, no, technically, was it two or three? I done lost count. We'll say three. Okay. So it was a three day weather rain delay in Texas. So instead of racing on Sunday, we did not race until Wednesday, which means well, I guess we could have recorded the podcast, but we just decided to wait until after the race. So we have something to talk about. Without further ado, Kenny, how was your weekend? Well, my weekend was pretty chill. Nothing compared to the folks down in Texas, because that was that itself was pretty crazy. I don't know how they made it through the last three days. We almost got it. We didn't have it. Almost had it. Didn't have it. It was super crazy. But yeah, for me, it was pretty chill. Matter of fact, it rained here this weekend, which is a crazy precursor to what we ended up getting. But yeah, that was pretty much for me. Nothing too crazy. How about you? Weekend was nice and chill. How about those Dodgers? I Actually, I'm upset that Renee's not here. So I I don't have it, uh, anyone to rub it in with <laughs> because if you listen to the podcast, you know that Renee is an Astros fan and my Dodgers beat everyone this year and won the World Series after being cheated the last time <laughs> by the Houston Astros. So that was pretty exciting. I watched, I guess, what was it, game five and six over the weekend? Or maybe it was game four or five. Yeah. So it was game four, five, and six, yeah. technically. It played them all back to back, I believe. If At least that's what it felt like. But I enjoyed it, honestly. I always love the World Series. I love October baseball. Ain't nothing like it. If you don't watch baseball any other time during the season, I promise you, you will never be disappointed with playoff baseball, especially the World Series in general. Kenny, it was wild because they actually experienced the lowest ratings ever for a World Series game. And I'm thinking to myself, who's not watching these? Ra I said these races. <laughs> who's not watching these games? Like, it was incredible. Yeah, it's it's you weird. Mookie Betts. Yeah. Clayton. Yup. He was balling. So much happened. Even, you even had a guy 
that had COVID that came out on the field in the last game. And played. <laughs> that actually is crazy. People <laughs> are so upset about that. I still don't understand. I guess he got his test results during the game. And so they took him out of the game. But then when the Dodgers won the World Series, then he came back on the field to celebrate. So people are upset. Major League Baseball is looking into it at this point. It's all wild to me, but (laughs) hey, we'll get into some NASCAR talks. I guess at this point, we should talk about KFB as in Cal, you know what, Bush. (laughs) He did the damn thing at Texas, which I'm excited and happy for him because in all honesty, it just wasn't right for me that he didn't make it to the final four. But it just would not have been right if he didn't win a race this season. So glad that he won a race. But yeah, he won't be defending his championships. I guess (laughs) technically it doesn't matter, but it mattered to him that he won the race. He actually was quoted as saying that, and I'm just going to paraphrase, but he felt bad that he denied his teammate, as in Martin Truex Jr., a win because that win would have secured his spot in the final four. But Kyle B said, not today. (laughs) So Kyle B won at Texas. Truex Jr. came in second. Christopher Bell came in P3. Ryan Blaney, fourth. Alex Bowman, fifth. Brad Kozlowski, sixth. Kurt Busch, as in Kyle Busch, big brother, came in seventh. And Kurt said, apparently... And I'm paraphrasing this as well. I guess I should pull up the actual quote, but it, it had to be a bush. It 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 was okay if it was that bush. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing what <laughs> Kurt Bush said. Matt DiBetadetto came in eighth. Denny Hamlin came in ninth. And Joy Logano came in tenth. I'm going to give you guys some notables. And these notables are based on playoff drivers who did not place in the top ten. So as you guys know, well, okay, I'm going to do this a little out of order, but if the playoffs started today, Joey Logano is in with the win because he won at Kansas. Harvick is in because he has enough points to be in. Hamlin is also in because he has enough points and Brad Keselowski. Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., and Kurt Busch are right outside of the cutoff because only four of the eight can advance to the championship race. So my notables are drivers who are still in contention but did place outside of the top 10. And that includes Kevin Harvick, who came in 16th, but as you guys know, Harvick has so many points that he could point his way in, at least if the playoffs were starting today. Chase Elliott came in 20th. And because Jimmy Johnson is a forever notable for the end of this season, he came in 36th. And Matt Kenseth, who actually wrecked, and that wreck caused Bubba Wallace to wreck. So he took out Bubba when he took himself out. He came in 39th. So those are the notables, and that is the top 10 from Texas. And those are your eight playoff drivers. Joy, Harvick, Hamlin, Kez are in after playoffs started today. Alex Chase, Martin Truex Jr., and Kurt are out. We have one more race left for this round, and that's Martinsville. What's crazy is the fact that Only one playoff driver has won a race in this round, and that's Joy at Kansas. That's Joy when he won at Kansas. KB, as in Kyle F. and Bush, 
won at Texas. Wouldn't it be something if a non-playoff driver won at Martinsville next week, Kenny? Yeah, and honestly, that could shake it up even further. And you talking about Logano being the only one who has won a race so far. The craziest thing about that is, had Harvick beat Logano at Kansas, we'd have been looking at Bowman over Keselowski in that situation where he's just, I believe, about five points above him. If it was just for that happening, he would have been in a different situation. But the craziest thing about Bowman is he's been doing fine. It just hasn't been enough compared to the rest of them who have a ample amount of points built up from previous races in the season. So it's kind of crazy. So it's kind of crazy how that's all really unfolding. But it will be something if we had a shakeup like that going into Martinsville on Sunday afternoon. Well, here's the thing, Kenny. Alex and Chase are tied with 4,095 points. Kes, as in Brad Kozlowski, only has 4,120 points. So he has a 25-point lead over Alex and Chase, which is crazy. Martin Truex Jr. has 4,084 points, so he's nine points below Chase and Alex. And then Kurt Busch has 4,039 points. Now, looking at our four contenders, the four drivers that would head into the final four if it started today, Hamlin and Harvick are only separated by, it looks like, 15 points. Yeah, it's not a big margin. that's pretty wild. Yeah, it's... That is pretty wild when you think about it. So it's safe to say at this point, nobody's guaranteed a chance to advance except joy is every man for himself at Martinsville. Pretty much at this point. And, and that's the craziest part about Martinsville because usually it's flip-flopped and Texas is where you have to get all you can get. But this time we get the full chaos at the paperclip in Martinsville. And we're looking at two guys I feel like have a very interesting chance here. I'm looking at Chase and I'm looking at Keselowski and Hamlin. As a matter of fact, I'll add him into the mix as well. Those are guys that have done well there. Obviously, Keselowski and Hamlin are two that have won there in the past. I think that the playoff people who are in right now, the playoff drivers who are in right now, the top four, do not want to have a scenario where it's Logano and Keselowski going to Phoenix. I feel like if that happens at the same time, both of them, I feel like more than likely either one of them is going to win. I already feel like Joey going into Phoenix is really, really strong. And the, the advantage is, as I know we, Talk about the package a lot, but in all seriousness, they have won. Both of those guys have both won when we've had 750 horsepower and low downforce, which was Richmond and another track for Logano. Phoenix earlier this year, as a matter of fact. So you don't want to have to deal with two of them. One is okay. I feel like Harvick is another person who's very, very good at Phoenix, but I'm not quite sure about Hamlin at Phoenix if he has to deal with two of them, if he does make it. But it's going to be wild. I feel like Martinsville is the best place to have a cutoff race in its own way because it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be chaotic because, in all honesty, you have seven drivers that are competing because it's anybody can get in. Because even Kurt Busch, he may be in dead last out of the eight drivers, or I guess at this point you can just say seven because Joy's in, but he can still get in. And when you think about it, Harvick is only above Hamlin by 15 points, and he came in 16th at Texas. If I'm not mistaken, because remember, the race took 
four days, it seemed like, <laughs> to finish. But he had an incident right before they red flagged the race, correct? Yeah, Harvick did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Because they actually red flagged it right after he, I think he hit the wall. And Hamlin mm-hmm. also, it was like one after the other. So I guess that's not bad considering that he did have that incident. And Hamlin also came in top 10. But I just feel like it's going to be chaotic. It's definitely every man for himself. And I can see things getting out of hand as in somebody <laughs> wrecking to win yeah now what was what i think is going to be real interesting is like you said if alex somehow sneaks in that's gonna be crazy hey question for you has trace ever made it to the final four no the championship four no this is about far as he i think he got actually matter of fact i take that back this will be the second year in a row he's made it to the round of eight he almost slipped his way in last year at phoenix but he had a terrible day if i'm not mistaken so that would be pretty interesting. He's obviously gotten to a scuffle with uh, Hamlin there a couple years ago. So, and I was there for that one, which is crazy. Crazy. Matter of fact, I've been there for both fights, actually, that have happened in the past with Hamlin and <laughs> Hamlin and Logano. And then, of course, Hamlin and, and Chase. That's kind of crazy. But this year, I'm not going to be there. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. They had their dust up at martinsville right yeah i was literally on pit row when that was happening like i literally was walking across to go to victory lane to get pictures and then i I see the crowd just all pointing and then the video screen and people just running all over the place and i look up at the screen and i'm like yo they're fighting i'm like this is crazy i love martinsville so that was crazy (laughs) so we have bristol as a cutoff race and now we have martinsville as a cutoff race chaos exactly that's where i was going with this chaos (sighs) Okay, you know what? Random. How about that guy who bet $5,000 to win $60,000 on Kyle Busch to win at Texas? Man, call a shot. That was a shot in the dark because I definitely would have not bet on Kyle Busch with the year he is having. Wouldn't have done it. But shoot, salute to him. (laughs) Because that's a good payday. Especially not $5,000. Maybe $25 or $50, but not $5,000. But hey, those gamblers know you got to bet big to win big. Yeah. And he won big. Because at the end of the day, though, it sounds all good, but how much money has he lost? Yeah, no, it, it's, that's the crazy part about some of the high-risk bettors. It's like, there's a lot of money won, but there's also a lot of money lost. I, I hope my man is breaking even, but Jesus, that is, that is something. <laughs> Still, salute to him. In other news, blah, 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 Kyle Larson is reinstated as we've already talked about on the previous podcast but now it's been announced that he will be behind the wheel of the number five which was last driven by Casey Kane for Hendrick Motorsports okay so now that we got that news out the way moving on what else is going on in NASCAR Kenny (laughs) well I tell you what just going back to the whole rain delay situation we've had at Texas Of course, because there's nothing to do during those times, I decided to do a little bit of digging, trying to figure out some stuff history-wise, what's been some of the strangest ones we've ever had in terms of like delays. In Atlanta, I believe in 93, that whole race got delayed for an entire week because of snow, which is strange in itself. But one of the- In Atlanta? Yeah, uh, way, way back in the the 90s at Atlanta. They qualified practice the day before- and it was some real pitch black dark skies. If you can find, I think the video is still out there. 
And the next day it snowed and they were pretty much stuck out for an entire week in Atlanta. I know that's crazy. Of all places, you would never think, but it happened in Atlanta at one point. So yeah, that was strange, but that wasn't the longest by any means. So in 73 at Bristol, Cale Yarborough won the race, but it took him two weeks to win it. I think they started the race. They got about 40 or so laps in or 50 something laps in or so. Don't know the exact number. They took two weeks to come back to it due to rain at that track, and they had to move that. Came back, and he actually led all 500 laps at that race, which is insane. So, yeah, a two-week delay, and another one was a one-week delay in Rockingham back in 1983. Richard Petty won that race. They delayed that race for an entire week. I believe rain it came through, and they came back like the week after to finish the race, which is crazy. So. We got one that was wild, but when I found out that there was one for two weeks and a week, that's pretty crazy. It's mind-boggling when you think about it. Like, how do you wait two weeks to race? Yeah, no, that's crazy. I think they kept going, at least for the the 73 one. I believe they kept going with the the rest of the tracks for the season, but they had to come back after two weeks or whatever it was. But yeah, it's... I can't imagine waiting that long. Like you wait two whole weeks and you're just sitting there waiting. Like the only way I could see that happening now is if it's like a championship scenario. But like that itself is wild. <laughs> so that's my fun fact. So much happened this week, but at the same token, nothing really happened. I feel like we've covered everything. We already talked about Bubba going to Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's team. I think we talked about the name of the team and the number of the car and all yep. that. At this point, I feel like it's old. You already <laughs> know the news. If you don't, Google it. That's not right for me to say. But you guys know. it's Sometimes when we record this podcast, is after the fact or in between the fact. So why should we give you the fact again? Because you're NASCAR fans. We already know you know the facts, right? Facts. <laughs> should we just go into some Martinsville? Yeah. Predictions. Let's do it. Okay. So we're doing things a little bit different because Renee is not here. Kenny, it is time for some productions. It's time for Grace Predictions. What you got? I will give a brief history lesson. I'll give you guys the last five winners at Martinsville. So going back to 2015, right before my man retired, Jeff Gordon, he won. And quite a crazy race. 2016 was seven-time Jimmy Johnson, who's getting ready to retire this year. And this will be his last race at Martinsville. How fitting would that be? Kyle Busch, 2017 winner in the fall. 2018 was Joey Logano. In 2019, our latest winner at Martinsville was Martin Truex Jr. So that was him. But yeah, that's the history of Martinsville. A brief, a very brief one at that. But as we continue the playoffs and we are in the cutoff race to put ourselves in the championship four, I'm kind of conflicted. I am not a hundred percent sure who to pick, but I have a very, very sure feeling on this one. I'm going with a Virginia native. And of course that is Denny Hamlin. That is one of his better tracks that he has ever ran at in his career. I feel like he can get a win there. He has always been very, very good at Martinsville. Just a great short track driver all the way around. And then for my alternative pick, I'm actually going to go with somebody who has also been good here in at least in the last couple of years, I'd say. I go with Brad Keselowski. So with that being said, those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. What say you, Miss Tam? Before I get my predictions, 
you mentioned Jimmy Johnson, and we did not discuss Jimmy Johnson going to IndyCar. Obviously, everybody knows that he's going to race in IndyCar for Chip Ganaski, but they announced like the sponsor or, the team or something. Yeah, Carvana is going to be on his car. Okay, so wanted to just acknowledge that Mr. Seven Time is going to be doing his seven time thing in IndyCar. And I also want to give a shout out to Lewis Hamilton. Like, dude, we should have actually led the show with the shout out to Lewis Hamilton, who is now the most winningest. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's won the most races in F1 history with 92. Yes, sir. So shout out to him. And also going back to IndyCar, shout out to my baby boo thing, my baby boo thing, Joseph Newgarden, because Joseph actually won the delayed race. And that race was delayed because it St. Pete's was supposed to be the start of the season. As you guys know, IndyCar starts each season at St. Petersburg. But because of COVID, it ended up being delayed, I guess, a couple of months at this point. So he won the race at St. Pete's, but Scott Dixon actually became IndyCar champ again. So that's what, six? No, how many times six. was he champion? Six. Yeah, I said it right. I was getting confused. I was like, wait, I'm Lewis Hamilton is six times. But yeah. Actually, we just talked about two six-time champions and one seven-time champion. That's crazy. You like that tie-in? <laughs> so predictions. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Denny Hamlin is not playing games. He is going to win at Martinsville. And as much as I want Alex Bowman to be the sleeper and to make it to the final four, because that would just be a hoot. And I say that word hoot. I know that's an old school word, but that would be a hoot. If Alex Bowman snuck into the final, I keep saying the final four, the championship four. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Hamlin as my pick. And my alternative really should be Chase Elliott. But it really, too, should be Martin Truex Jr. But I'm not even going to go there. I'm going with Alex. Oh, no. Scratch that. Hamlin is my pick to win, and Harvick is my alternative. Okay. And I'm not putting $5,000 to win $60,000 <laughs> on either one. But, yeah, I'm going with Hamlin for the win, and Harvick is my alternative. Okay, so there's no Renee, so I have to take over for Renee. Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on the Twitter and the Instagram at Turns No Breaks. You can also visit our website allturnsnobreaks.com you can hit me up on my personal twitter account at i am sincerely tam you can hit kenny up at front row kenny and renee you can find that guy when he's not partying or hanging out with his mom on the twitter or better yet on the instagram because he's a hoot on his instagram stories because you guys know renee's life is pretty wild you can find him across the board at it's renee Garcia. And that's Renee, R-E-N-E, one N. For myself, for Front Row Kenny, and our guy, Renee Garcia, thank you for listening. We survived Texas, y'all. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 